Oh yeah, exciting stuff. Welcome to our Easter service, our family service. So if you hear uh, crying babies, that's a beautiful sound of worship to the Lord. And so we don't be distracted, but be blessed if uh, they're squeaking and squawking. We're glad they're here. We know they squeak and squawk. And so uh, we're not offended or bothered by that at all. We're glad that you guys could make it. I uh, was looking out today and I think that we have uh, more than two or three, three generations here of family, right? I think... Uh, there's a couple, who's got three generations of their family in our service today? I think this family here, yep, yep. And so that's the, the most three generational families we've had as we strive to uh, include all ages in our church. We're so glad that you're here. We're going to start out with shout. If you're new, don't be scared. All right, what do we do? We love God and we love others. And what do we say? I love God and I love you. And it is always my prayer that those words are the voice of your reality, that you love people and you're loving God. And so good morning, happy Easter. It is a true joy to see every one of you here worshiping together this Easter Sunday. On Friday, we were remembering Jesus crucified. We were, uh, had this somber, really solemn service. Uh, Jesus nailed on the cross for the payment of our sin. And if history ended there, then there would be no Christianity. There'd be no hope. Jesus would have claimed to be God. He would have claimed to be able to forgive sins, and he claimed that he could rise again. But if he didn't rise again, if Friday ended the history, then he would be proven wrong. He would have been a false teacher if, if today didn't happen. But it did. Today did happen. And so Easter is when Jesus proves he is God, proves his promises to be true by rising from the dead. He is alive, and today is the greatest celebration that we as Christians have. It is, uh, we get to sing that song once a year, the greatest day in history. That is today that we celebrate, a true celebration to God. And so since it's celebration time... Every time today that I say Jesus is alive, I want you to do your personal celebration. So I don't know what your personal celebration is, but I'd like you to respond with whatever yours is. Maybe you're a Ric Flair person. Woo! I don't know. You like that one? Or are you a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Cowabunga, dude! Like whatever your, your personal celebration is, I want you to do that. Are you a whistler? Like... Woo, whistle clap, or maybe you're just like a really Christian-y sort of person, and you're like, amen, amen, you're on the amen clapper, if that's your jam, whatever it is, uh, maybe you're a sports fan, and you're like, do the field goal one all the time, yeah, whatever it is, think about what your personal response and celebration is, and every time I say Jesus is alive, I'd like you to take a moment and just do that personal celebration in that moment, as we not celebrate uh, ourselves, we celebrate Jesus and Jesus alone, okay? So whatever your jam is for the rest of today, whenever you hear the phrase, Jesus is alive, yeah. woo! There you go. All right, so we're talking about Easter. Now, Easter is included in all four of the Gospels, and we don't have time to go over all of them. So we're just going to look at Matthew's Gospel, how he records uh, the, resurrection of Easter, uh, the resurrection of Jesus on Easter. And this is in Matthew 28. Here's how it reads. After, after the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a, a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and, and going to the tomb, he rolled back the stone and he sat on it. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow, and the guards were so afraid of him that, that they shook and they became like dead men. And the angel says to the women, Don't be afraid. 
For I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified, but he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the women, they hurry away from the tomb, and they're, they're afraid, yet, yet filled with joy, like both at the same time. And, and they ran to tell the disciples, and suddenly as they're running, Jesus meets them, and he says, greetings, he said. And they come, they, they're like, mind is blown. They come to him, and they, they grab his feet, they clasp his feet, and they, they worship him right there. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Go and tell my, my brothers to go to Galilee. There they're going to see me. Jesus is alive. Amen. He's raised. Death loses. That's like, take that, death. Ha! Right? Jesus is alive. This is great news. Woo! The sorrow, the worry, the confusion of Friday's crucifixion is changed to joy and unadulterated celebration because Jesus is alive. Amen. He shows himself to these amazing women who have been supporting him uh, financially and spiritually and emotionally throughout his three-year ministry. He shows himself first to them. But later on, he shows himself to some of his male followers. You know, they always come second. I think that's how God kind of works, right? And it wasn't just a few seconds of a sighting of Jesus. It wasn't just one appearing of Jesus in that one moment, and then he would never appear again. Dr. Luke, in his book titled Acts, he writes this about the time frame in which Jesus was appearing to people. He says in Acts chapter 1, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After the, his suffering, he presented himself to them, and then he gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. Things like eating, touch me, look at me, listen to me. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke about the kingdom of God. So Jesus is literally alive, amen? He's walking around for 40 days, proving that he was alive, showing himself. Say, he would tell them, touch me, look, I'm not. At first they were like, it's a ghost, it's a spirit. And he's like, no, I'm not, touch me, feel me. And then they, they had fish, and he's like, look, I'm eating. And they're all watching him, um, and it didn't fall down to the ground. He was, he was, ground, fall to the ground. He was eating fish. He was showing and demonstrating that he was alive, clearly that he was not a mirage, a ghost, or something momentary like that. He appeared not just for one unverifiable or unsubstantiated singular glimpse. It wasn't a, a sighting of a chupacabra or a Bigfoot or something like that. It wasn't just for a day that he appeared, and it wasn't for a week that he appeared. He walked around with them regularly for almost a month and a half. Where he's like, hey, I'm still alive. Here again tomorrow. And the next day, and the next day, in three, four, five, six weeks. That's why we see in the book of Acts, the explosion of the church. 5,000 people come to believe in one day. Not because they had any faith. It's because they saw the guy walking around. It wasn't a matter of faith for them. It was a matter of, I saw the guy. I believe this is true because I saw him. He was eating, and people were talking to him, and he was teaching, and he was touching, and, and he was alive. Paul adds this about Jesus' resurrection appearances. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians 15. For what I received, I passed on to you of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, 
that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas and then the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the believers and sisters at the same time. Most of them, they're still living, so you can go talk to them. Though some of them have, have died, they've fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and all the other apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. So he appeared to many people, not just a select few, not just one individual who happened to get golden tablets with magic glasses, not just to one person. He appeared to hundreds. He had a rally where there were 500 people at a rally. Right now, today we have about 120 people times five this, and that was like one of the talks that he gave to groups of 500 at a time, and individually, and in smaller groups, so it could be verified that it wasn't just an illusion, David Blaine doing something weird with the Statue of Liberty, nothing like that, right? He, in multiple settings with multiple people, showing that he is, in fact, alive. He appeared to many, not a select few. It wasn't a secret appearance. He wasn't hiding, but he was appearing to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people proving that he was alive. And being alive matters. It's really all that matters because it vindicates all of his claims. Look, if someone wants to claim to be God, anyone else on this planet wants to claim to be God, they want to be able to claim to forgive sins, then I would have them die, be verified as dead, and then resurrect themselves to life, and then I would possibly listen to them. But until they do that, until they're willing to get killed, be dead, and then resurrect themselves, they're nothing compared to Jesus. Because he claimed, hey, I'm going to die. Hey, I'm going to raise again. And then it actually happened historically. Christianity rises and falls on the historical fact that Jesus is alive. Amen. So Apostle Paul says it clearly that if the resurrection is false, so is Christianity. Apostle Paul says this in, in Corinthians 15. He says, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. That's how important Easter is. How important that Jesus being raised is. It is everything. So thankfully, what? Jesus is alive. Amen. We're getting there to the end here. Here's the key for each of us today. For each of us, as we consider the resurrection, as we consider Easter, it comes from Romans 6. It says, now if we, if we died with Christ, then we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he can't die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all people. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And get this last sentence, in the same way, you all should count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Last week we talked about the idea that in Jesus we can have eternal life. And Jesus' resurrection is the final proof or validation of that teaching. He says, I'll show you what coming to life looks like. I'll show you that death does not master you. That way you too can have a hope in something bigger than you. That way you don't ever have to worry about death on this planet because I have conquered death for myself. And Jesus says, I have conquered death so that you too may conquer death in him. So God loves everyone so much that he's going to provide a way for every one of us to get into heaven. Even if you don't deserve it, even if you're not perfect, and precisely because you cannot make it there on your own, 
God provides the way through Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we follow in his footsteps and, and we die to sin so that we are raised alive to God. Through Jesus, we have a hope that when we die, all is not lost. We have a hope of an eternal life with God. So we celebrate that Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. But we also thankfully celebrate, because we're a little bit selfish, that we too get to be alive also. I'm glad Jesus is alive, but I'm a little selfish. Oh, woo! Oh, someone snuck that one in there. Nice. I'm glad that he is alive. Amen? I'm glad he's alive. And I'm selfishly glad that I get to be alive too. That even if death overtakes me, or not if death overtakes me, when death overtakes me, that I have hope that I will not stay dead, but I will be alive with God forever. So Easter is a celebration of life over death. Easter is a celebration of Jesus over the grave and of heaven over hell. What an incredible day. If you're not a believer, then I invite you to investigate. I want to invite you to consider the historical truth of Easter because Jesus died and rose again for you and he loves you even before you love him and even before you believe in him. He already is loving you. And I want to invite you to just look into the claim whether Easter is historically true or not, whether Jesus did in fact raise from the grave or not. But as a believer, today we get to celebrate. We get to smile. We get to bask in the light of his love. We get to glory in his triumph because Jesus is alive. Amen. There are a couple of folks here who absolutely believe this is true, and they've decided to take a huge step in their faith journey, journey, and they're going to publicly proclaim their belief in Jesus by getting baptized today, this morning. And so there's three adult candidates we have. Uh, Ajay, Kellen, and Jacob, could you guys come up here right now? Come on up here. We'll go young to old here, right? Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, here's our three men that are going to get baptized today. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about each of them. Um, I had them fill out an uh, information about themselves and their decision to get baptized, and I'm going to share that information with you all. I don't make them be on the spot and have to like say something, so I'll share what they wrote for you. Ajay's first, he came to know Jesus through the witness of his in-laws, and since that time, his whole family has started to follow Jesus. God's been doing wonderful things in his life since that moment. One particular influence in his spiritual life was his mother-in-law. And being baptized today means leaving all those bad things behind and following and believing in the Bible even more. This is Ajay, folks. Our next man, getting, this is Kellen. He decided to follow Jesus on May 1st, 2022. Uh, very specific. He made this decision because he always felt that he was close to Jesus. And then uh, Pastor Sam, uh, sorry, third personing it, uh, helped him to pray on that. God's been helping him read the Bible more, become a more trustworthy person, and be open to sharing Christ. He had some great influencers in his life, his parents, his friends, and the pastors that he's had around him. Kellen writes this, being baptized is a public declaration that I'm a follower of Jesus. I want to be baptized because I'm ready for it, and I want to share that I'm a Christian. Amen, brother. And Jacob, 
He had our most prolific written one, so he's an author in the making, I think. Jacob has been a strong believer since he was young, he says. He's never doubted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. He said, I'd like to dedicate my life to Jesus, my God. And then Jacob quotes John 3, 5. I know, right? He says, Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless born of water and the Spirit. Then Jacob writes, this quote shows the importance of baptism, and I wish to end, uh, end up in the holy kingdom of God. So Jacob feels that God is guiding him to make good decisions according to God's plan, and he says his parents have had a huge influence on him. Merely watching them follow God has made him confident in his faith in God. Baptism means to him a public announcement that he has truly accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. So I'm going to excuse these three guys to get ready unless they're jumping in the baptismal in pants. So they're going to get ready. And as we do that, we also have the joy and privilege of having two of our babies uh, and their families going through our uh, baby, our infant baptismal dedication. And so first up is Tommy and Kumi Kang. Could you guys come on up here? Oh, wait. I, I, just, uh, I got these uh, cool baptism towels for those guys. Look at these. Check that out. Take that. Uh, Ajay, would you hand that to the other, the other guys? All right. I know someone else said that today. They were like, oh, can I do it again? So, that I can? so Tommy and Kumi, would you guys come on up here? This is Tommy, Tommy and Kumi King. And Chloe Mercy. Hi, sweetie. Come on up here. Hi, beautiful. Hi, Naomi. Come on, let, let's stand right here. All right, you're going to get this cool towel. for you. That's for you, in case you get that water. There's going to be a little water. Sorry, don't be scared. All right, Tommy and Kunya Kang have brought Naomi Nalan Kang, the little one here, to be dedicated to the Lord today. So Tommy accepted Christ uh, as his Lord and Savior in junior high, and Kumi as an adult in her early 20s. So our prayer for Naomi is that she grows to be an amazing follower of Jesus, and she realizes God's great love for her. We pray that she'll be a blessing to all those around her and that she grows physically and she grows in the Lord. Tommy and Kumi is going to show her Christ by re uh, teaching her about him and the Bible, as well as leading by example. They will show her the love and unconditional support that Christ shows us. So Tommy and Kumi, do you agree before God to raise Naomi in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? All right. He's our missionary also, so he better say yes. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you, church, something. Do you, church, in all of your interactions with this family, do you agree to support them and join in raising Naomi to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Amen. Okay, so I, Samuel, as a minister of the gospel, do dedicate with water this child to the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessings shine upon her all the days of her life. A little bit of water, ready? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good job. Good job, Naomi. Good job. Thanks for being up here. All right. You guys can jump on down. We'll see you in a minute. Woo. Uh, our next family um, is Jason and Esther Park. I know they're here. He's one of our, this is our uh, Kid Venture Children's Pastor, so he's required to be here, so we know that, we know that they came this Sunday. Thank goodness they were not feeling well earlier in this week, and they look bright and happy and beautiful. All right, Jason and Esther Park have brought uh, Joel Honey Park, 
to be dedicated to the Lord today. Jason and Esther both accepted Christ at a young age. And since then, there have been many triumphs and struggles, and they're continually stretched and molded into Christ's image as he guides them through the path he has called their family. They hope that uh, Joel will experience God's never-failing, never-ending, and unconditional love. They pray that she will someday help other people come to know God and experience his love as well. Their main prayer request for her is that she would continue to follow God and know that she is loved by him despite any changing circumstances and struggles in her future life. They intend to intentionally raise her to follow Christ by showing her Christ's love, by surrounding her with people who love God and love others, and uh, pray for her throughout her life as God uses her for something great. So you do, do you, Jason and Esther, agree before God to raise Joel in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You do? <laughs> Amen. That's six times agreed. Now you, church, do you, church, agree in all your interactions with this family? Do you agree to support them and join in raising Joel to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. So I, Samuel Tomsick, as a minister of the gospel, do dedicate with water this child to the Lord Jesus Christ. May God's blessings shine upon her all the days of her life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, wait, let me... And you get this nut. Oh, there you go. Boop, boop. Gotcha. There you go. There's your towel. All right, all right. Now, our service is almost done, but it's not quite done. Those adults who they have now transitioned into a water aware, and we are going to step right through this door and finish our service outside. So, service is not done. You can't go home and you can't get a taco yet. So, we're going to step right outside this door, gather around the baptismal that's right outside this door. So, let's go ahead and go on, go on that way.